New Country 93, well, I'm Goose Renee. Welcome to the Goose Renee More Stuff podcast. Uh, this, I, we got a very cool, uh, well, guest joining the show. I'm very excited for this. Another rendition of You Do What. And this one, this one ranks way at the top of the list because a person that you went to school with by the name of Frank, uh, you went to middle school and high school with him? Yeah, Frank Cremel, Roseville Junior High and Roseville High School. Uh, is now... A monster truck driver. He's the one in the truck jumping over the cars and hitting the ramps. And this is just so mind-boggling to me. I, I'm not for me as much because growing up with him, I always remember him being the guy that was interested in like racing, dirt bikes. It so, was always the thing. Yeah, obviously right. he just took it to the next level. Yeah. I you know, for me, obviously my number one goal of all time is to get a ride in like a, a fighter jet of some sort, like fly with the blue angels yeah. or do one of those type sure. flights. But getting to go in a monster truck and launch into the air, <laughs> that's that's up there on the list of things I want to do. I if they're ones I've come to find out, uh they're one seaters I learned a couple years ago, so it'll probably yeah. never happen, which is sad. But, well, you know, we're going to get to talk to him in a couple minutes. Maybe I can just live vicariously through him. Yeah, maybe. I'm sure he's got some great stories. I'm sure. Absolutely. Uh, I wanted to talk about this because uh, you and I, uh, you have been in a, a long-term relationship for a few years now, long-term so much that uh, you're getting married this summer. Yep, You July. got engaged uh, about, uh, what, six months ago now? Six months ago. Has it been that long? Yeah. The end yeah, of October, and we're at the end of March. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm in a, a relationship that has turned uh, quite a little serious and, yeah. and uh, looking forward uh, to the future. And they recently polled 5,000 people in relationships and find out uh, to find out what their favorite date night activities are. And uh, it's quite interesting to see what kind of constitutes date night, if you will. If you had a favorite date night activity... What would it be, Renee? See, we're seasonal. So, okay. like right now, because it's still kind of cold and gross out, I'm cool with popping on music videos, mixing up some martinis and playing cards and okay. getting carry out or making okay. charcuterie. All right. Uh, now that brought up a good point uh, is staying in. Is that a date night? Yeah, why not? Okay. I'm not disagreeing. We're spending I'm just asking. time together, having uh-huh. conversation, maybe a few drinks, listening to music. But wouldn't then wouldn't that be considered like, you know, you could have date night on a on a isn't Wednesday night a date night then? I no, mean No, because I'm not mixing martinis on a Wednesday night. I try not to. Depends on the one. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I'm not Wednesday night is meatloaf night usually, let's say. Okay. So you know, you're not busting out cards and no, I'm usually playing on TikTok. He's watching Mandalorian and day no. night constitutes a little more connectivity. Yes. A little exactly. more time together. What do you think? Uh, well, I, I would have to agree with you. I'm, I'm, I'm a mix, but before I get to it, I want to speak with uh, producer Kyle PK uh, as someone who's younger, as someone who is dating, uh, what what does your date night consist of? If you're going on a date, uh, what what do you think? Although you know, obviously, a new dating situation is different than a seasoned dating situation right. for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, what what's a what's a date night for you? A date night for me? You, I'm still going on like first dates here. Like I'm not even like past first dates right now. So I would say my date night usually 
take a girl out for a dinner, a nicer dinner, somewhere a bit quieter. Okay. Like, again, just so we can talk and have more of a conversation. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Absolutely. And no offense, PK, but is it because you live at home that you wouldn't consider staying in a date night? No, because my past relationship, we did do date nights where we stayed in. But again, it was different than just like hanging out. Like there are those nights you just hang out at the house. But this was more like you put thought into things you do while being home instead of just like Netflixing. Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you this. Number five on the list uh, of the, uh, you know, best date nights, uh, going on a long drive came in with 13% of the vote. Ugh. Yeah, you're, you're against road trips. I hate anything over two hours. Bleh. Done for. Okay. Uh, number four, cooking together, which I guess, okay. If Although, you both enjoy cooking. Yeah, there's that. Otherwise, you're in my way. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What about baking? Like more like baking desserts. Like that's more romantic. Yeah, right? I, I have to agree with him on that one. I, I see, but I don't like baking, so I, I wouldn't don't either. I wouldn't want to do that. Maybe if you're prepping the 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 cookie dough for baking later while I'm cooking dinner. Okay, that's cool. Maybe that. Yeah. Uh, number three, popular choice, going to the movies. But you can't really talk. You can't. But again. We're talking people in a relationship. They, they, they surveyed 5,000 people in relationships for date night activities. So I'm assuming if this is date night activities, you're already in the relationship. Sure. So. Okay. Uh, number two, a night in together was the second most popular answer. I wonder if that became more popular after like COVID. Uh, possibly. Although I will say, I, I think in any seasoned relationship, uh, I, like you were asking earlier how I felt about it. I'm all about a night in. Yeah. I've got no problem uh, relaxing on the couch. See, now as we get into the warmer months, a date night in will change a little bit. We'll make a fire in the pit in the backyard. Oh. And have drinks out there and listen to music. Yeah. So to me, that's cool. I, I'm cool just sitting around the bonfire. That works. Uh, and then number one, still the most popular answer and has been for a very long time, going out to dinner. Yeah, of course. Always, always a great date night. Trying a new restaurant I'm together. I'm down for it's trying a new restaurant. Absolutely. You know what I don't understand? And my sister's been doing this lately, going on dates where they go shopping. You know, that's actually on the list. It actually came in at number six, going shopping. Uh, shopping for what, though? What is it that is your your sister's date night where they go shopping? Like the last time I talked to her, she said that they went to the coach store. She was looking to get like a wristlet. So they went to the coach store and then she needed shoes. I would never take a dude shoe shopping with me. Even my fiance, like... I want to be alone when I shoe shop. I want to take my time. Like, no. That sounds like an awful date. You know, I want to be supportive of my significant others. So if you want to go shoe shopping, sure, I'll go with you. I'm not going to kind of be into it. But now, if it was like, if it was like, let's say, a Great Lakes Crossing or somewhere where there's multiple, st- like if I'm stopping for a new golf outfit, you're stopping for a pair of shoes. If we're working our way through. I guess. I, I guess. But I don't know if I would consider that a date or a date night. I'd rather just either one tackle that myself or save that for like a Sunday with my sister. Okay. Yeah. You absolutely. Know? I don't think of that as, I, I almost feel like I would be, 
annoying my significant you other. Know, dragging knowing knowing them to your the sister, store. I think this is more of like, hey, I got an idea. Let's go shoe shopping for a date. And he's just kind of going along. Okay. I yeah. don't think. Uh, you're right. I don't think he's considering it necessarily a date. Yeah. I think she's just kind of dragging, dragging him along. Him along. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Uh, hey, you want to you want to get to Frank? You want to get Frank on the phone? Yeah, let's do that. I think we should get Frank on the phone because this is so cool. A segment we call "You Do What." This is where we talk to people with really cool, unique, interesting jobs. And I'll tell you what, Frank definitely falls in this category as a monster truck driver. Frank, how's it going? Good. How are you guys doing? Everything good? Yeah, everything's great. Thank you so much for uh, spending a little time with us. We really appreciate it. No problem. How have you been? Oh, good, good. Same old stuff. You know, uh, just fast forward 25 years, but it's been about the same thing for the last 25 or so. Oh, good. We're <laughs> all caught up. <laughs> <laughs> now, exactly. Uh, how, how is it you two know each other? We went to high, junior high and high school together, right? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. We had home ec together in junior, uh, juniors high, and then I think random stuff in high school. So, yeah, well, a long time. Before we get to the cool stuff, let's get to the important stuff. What was Renee like in high school? <laughs> really nice. Be kind, I, I do, Oh, that is. See, now I know you're lying. No, she was always really nice. I, I, no, I, never, I don't have any bad or any sketchy stories to give you for Renee. If that's, I wish I did, but I don't have any. You want to know the honest to God truth? I had the biggest crush on Frank when I was in junior high. Oh, I did. I did. I had a big crush on you, Frank. You should have said something. The next 25 years could have been way different. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the deal. Thank you for joining us for You Do What, where we talk to people with really cool, interesting jobs. And uh, this has got to rank way up there because I just can't imagine making a living driving a monster truck. Yeah. That's one of those things where whenever you're having a bad day, you just think about what you get to do on the weekends and what your job title actually is, and pretty much all the bad stuff goes away. I, sure. I got to believe it. Absolutely. You know what was yeah. funny, Frank, was Goose and I, we were, I don't know, we were watching something with monster trucks, and he goes, man, that's got to be a cool gig. I said, you know, I know someone that does that. Know a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Know I know a guy. A guy. Yeah. All right, well, let's start with this. For anyone that maybe has seen a, a monster truck uh, rally or, or event or maybe have thought how cool it would be, how did you get behind the driver's wheel of a monster truck? Well, it was kind of funny. I, I like monster trucks since I was a little kid, just like any other, any five or six-year-old boy. Of you course. know, I thought monster trucks were cool, so my dad would take me to the Pontiac Silverdome. And for some reason, you know, you guys have probably done the same thing when you're younger. You're like, you know what? I'd really like to do that, but I don't know how I'll ever get to. So, but it's always in the back of your mind that you want to do it, but you don't know how. So what I did is as I grew up, I did different forms of, of motorsports, either go-kart racing, junior drag racing, uh, and you know, anything I get my hands on, I, I tried doing and it was fun. My dad and I did it. It was a great time and really taught me a lot and taught me a lot about mechanics and, and just racing in general. And then, uh, in 1996 or 97, I met a guy named Jim Kohler, who's based in the Detroit area also, who runs Avenger Monster Truck. So I would go there after school, and I, w- I was going to Macomb for a while, so I w- I'd go there after my classes at Macomb and Wayne State, and eventually just doing anything around the shop, and eventually he let me drive. So that's where I started. It was like 97, 98, probably the first time I ever sat or drove a monster truck was probably 99. Okay. And from then on, from then on, it's been wide open. That's so cool. That's awesome. Are they one seaters? Yes, are purpose built. They're 
uh, tube frame chassis. They're, they're basically, they look, if you look at the inside of a monster truck, it's like, oh, it's a lot like a NASCAR stock car. All its bars, it roll cage bars everywhere, all that kind of stuff. The trucks are purpose built. So when you see a, the bodies on the truck are all fiberglass. So when you see a monster jet or a monster truck crash, it's, it's not, not a big deal because all the, the, the body and the fiberglass is all cosmetic. So that's meant to come off and go back on. So the trucks are built very strong and we're very safe in them. Yeah, so, the, the, you know, obviously you've got the, the I'm going to sound so dumb here, but the big tires and the, the lift kit, if you will, the shocks and stuff. But your actual, your space as the driver is very contained and small. There's a lot of like, I don't know what to call it, like negative space in a monster truck. It's just a lot of extra know, room. Exactly. So everything in the truck has a purpose. There's no wasted area in there because everything is so confined, like you said. And the seat that we sit in is form fit or built uh, specifically for the driver. So when you get in the seat, it's meant for you. I mean, it holds you like it cares. Well, you it's know? So, you know, it's got to be when you're launching yourself. What twenty feet in the air? Oh yeah, twenty feet. Depending on where we're at, and uh, yeah, but the, the trucks, like you said, they're very safe. And uh, like I said, the harness that we sit that we were in the seatbelt, the for the lay for the layman's terms, seatbelt that we have is like a seven point harness comes over your shoulders, around your waist, and between your legs. Right. And it's actually got it's got ratchets on the on the waist belt, so that you can get that as tight as you want it. As tight, basically, you want to be as tight as uncomfortable because that's the best you can be is uncomfortable in there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's it's crazy, and it's a lot of people don't you know a lot of people put monster trucks outside of the like legitimate motorsports, but if people see the monster trucks in person, they are as legit and as complicated and as technical as any motorsport there is. Well, when you, when you see these guys, you know, hitting the gas at the right moment to do a backflip or yeah. to stop on the front, you know, yeah. do like a front wheelie, if you will, and mm-hmm. ride on those two front wheels mm-hmm. and be able yeah. to keep that balance. That, that is nothing but pure skill. What, what was it like the first time, uh, someone said, all right, open it up and hit that jump at 40 miles an hour? Well, the, the, the real cool part about it would really help me is like my, my racing background when I was younger, there's a lot of things like a monster truck is different than anything else. I'm sure. But as far as throttle, brake, steering, all that kind of stuff is sort of relative in all motorsports. So that was the, the familiar part I had when I got in a monster truck for the first time. Like, okay, this all does the same thing, but now I'm just trying to have to adapt it to jumping over six cars. You know, so you just have to try to adapt what you already knew and try to try to make it work for what you're doing with the monster truck. So I obviously it, it, at first it's very overwhelming and everything's going 100 miles an hour, probably just like the first time you guys did your jobs, you know, so right. you feel like oh, it's so overwhelming. I don't know if I'm, you know, I'm going to be able to do it. Then all of a sudden, like either the second or third time you do it, all of a sudden it, like a, a switch goes on and everything slows down a little bit. And you're like, OK. Uh, what, I, I think I got this. What know? do you hear when you're in there? Because it's deafening <laughs> for oh, us yeah, watching, yeah. in the audience. Like, is yeah. it is it even more intense or is it a different kind of sound when you're in there? It's really, it, you know, it's it's kind of funny. Say it's really not that bad because we have communications with our crew who is off in the pit area. So I have earbuds in my ear with my crew telling me, you know, when to start the truck, when to go, when to stop, when to do that sort of thing. So that acts as an earplug. And also the engine is behind me. So it's really not too bad once you're in the truck. And plus you got so much going on. Listen, what you're hearing is really the last thing you're worried about. You're focused on what's in front of you and what's on the sides of you. So uh, you really don't hear too much. 
Okay. And yeah. so during the week, I'm assuming like you're working, you're traveling, maybe uh, working on a new trick or something. And then, of course, the weekends you got, I'm assuming you got a lot of shows going on. Yes. I mean, this uh, this tour we've done so far this year for Monster Jam, we started January 5th in uh, or 6th in Nashville. And we've gone, I think, 13 weeks straight. We haven't had a weekend off yet. Wow. So we're, we're, we're running strong and uh, we're headed to Columbus, Ohio this weekend. For and three events is and, this uh, um is are the monster trucks uh obviously you're you're a, a a driver you're paid you've got your specific truck that you drive is it yeah. a a competition are you trying to beat bigfoot and gravedigger and those other guys or is it a collective group putting on a show and you kind of split the pot of show money well, it's a little bit of both. I mean, there's uh, obviously the, the, for all of us, all of us uh, drivers, we want to just put on a show and enjoy ourselves. Right, That's obviously right. number one. And but also too, it is it is a competition. It is a series, you know. So we're everybody's trying to beat everybody. So that's obviously especially okay. we're all racers. So we all want to win. So and there is no there is no predetermined anything. I mean, the, the only thing that's predetermined is the trucks that are going to be there. After that, it's all up to us and what happens on the track. So, so it's not uh, WWE wrestling where they write scripts and storylines. <laughs> absolutely not. Okay, no, and, and you know, and I yeah, it's, it's uh, a lot of people think that, but it's absolutely. I've never. It, in my whole driving career, I've never been told what to do. Tell us some of the trucks that you've driven. Oh, I've driven about 36 over my 20. I, my first wow. full-time year was, was uh, 2002. So I've driven over thir- right around 36 trucks. Wow. Rattle off some of the ones, the big ones. What are the cool names? Oh, uh, I drove Fox Sports 1, the, the Fox Sports 1 Cletus truck, uh, Monster Mutt, Blue Thunder, uh, the uh, grinder truck. Uh, let's see. Uh, the one I'm in now, Stone Crusher, has been around for about 15, 16 years. So Stone it's Crusher. A <laughs> yeah, the truck is actually based in Virginia. The, the, the uh, family that owns it owns the uh, Stone Company in Chesapeake, Virginia. Hence the name Stone Crusher. Okay. So that's, awesome. That's where that this truck comes from. So yeah, and, uh, the cool part, maybe which you guys may not have known, over that those 20 years that I was in the early years of my Monster Jam career. Uh, we did a lot of international events. So I was, Monster Jam was able to send me all over the world, Europe, uh, you know, South America, uh, the Middle East. I was, I was able to do all that in my probably mid-20s all the way to my mid-30s. That's so awesome. So there was about a 10-year stretch that they would send us in the summertime to, on international tours. So that's where a lot of those 36 trucks came right. from because they would, they would run different identities in different countries. So I would, I would in certain years, certain years I could run three or four different trucks in the summer because right. they would, they would change things up for uh, the international tour. One, one final question. What, um, what, what's a monster truck valued at? What, what are they, oh what are boy, they, here we worried? go. What, what are they, what do they cost? He thinks he's going to buy a well, monster truck. If I, yeah, if I show up on the lot and I'm like, Hey, <laughs> How much I, I got to drop for a monster truck? First of all, I have to say I'm probably the luckiest guy in the world. I've never actually had to ever put a dime into running a monster truck. So that's right. the greatest part of my career that I never had to pay for a monster truck. So, uh, But I would say if you wanted to, to, to go out this weekend and run one somewhere, call one of, the, one of the builders around the country that builds monster trucks, you could probably get a monster truck sitting in your driveway for probably $250,000. Sounds like a deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, small, you know, it's a, nowadays, it's a small house. Well, how, right. much, how much is one of those tires worth? Right. Like, uh, uh, brand new, they're $2,600, and they weigh probably 300 pounds. Wow. Mm-hmm. $2,600 yeah. per tire. That's crazy. Yeah. You, you got yeah. a, a $11,000 tire job <laughs> on your car. Oh, man. Yeah. 
Uh, yes. Well, how cool. I mean, that's just so awesome. Yeah. I the, I remember we did, uh, it wasn't that long ago, there was a car dealership that was doing some like grand opening party and they brought out a monster truck that did like a drive over an old hoopty. And I yeah. was I was so excited. I was there for the grand opening as a radio personality. And I'm like, I just want to ride in the monster truck. But come to find out, they're all single seaters. Like, there's yep. no way to, like, go for a ride in a monster truck. There are is... trucks out there that are purpose-built that have, like, 12 seats in the back. They, well, you'll see them at a lot of local fairs and all that. But it's they're, they're monster trucks, but they're not, you know, the whole the the deal. The right. real deal. I want to launch off a ramp. Like, that's what I want. <laughs> oh, do. my gosh. I want to pull a Ricky Bobby <laughs> and go, oh, we're flying through the air. This isn't good. <laughs> let's let's leave that to Frank. All right, Frank. <laughs> hey, Frank, we really appreciate you uh, spending some time with us and uh, joining us for You Do What because uh, this really is the definition of you do what. Yeah. What a cool, not always thought about job that you have. And, uh, you know, please uh, give us a call when you're back in Detroit for a show, okay? I sure will. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me on. And you uh, guys have a pretty good job, too. Uh, uh, we're not, I can't complain. I can't complain. I'm so proud of exactly. him. As you yeah. should be. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Frank. Have a great one. You too. Thank you, guys. That does it for another edition of Goose and Renee's More Stuff Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Brand new episodes every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We will talk to you next time. Goose and Renee, New Country 93.1. Ciao.